Part two of a narrative of the expedition to Dongola and Senar by George Bethune English. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Nineteenth of Safa. Left the land an hour and a half after sunrise with a fine breeze from the north. Sailed for about an hour through a country where the rocky hills come down here and there close to the river banks and narrowed the usual breadth of the Nile considerably observed however in this tract of country a few fine and cultivated islands shortly after the river widened the rocky hills retired at a distance and the eye rested with pleasure on a beautiful country cultivated by the inhabitants of a continued succession of villages and castles which occupied both banks of the river the country resembled the province of sukut except that the date trees were not so numerous nor so tall and large past the ruins of a considerable fortified town situated on a high hill on the west bank a little beyond this place saw the ruins of a temple four of the columns are yet standing could not go ashore to examine it as the wind was fair and strong and the rais under positive orders to proceed with all expedition observed that several of the castles we had passed yesterday and to-day appeared newer and better constructed for defence than those we had seen along the cataract. I suspect that they were erected under the direction of the exiled Mamelukes, as this tract forms a part of the territory subject to them before the arrival of the Pasha Ismail. Continued to advance through a country very beautiful, the river here embosoming several large and delightful islands capable of being made by the hands of enlightened industry everything that the art of man operating upon a fine soil under a soft climate could effect we sailed pleasantly by these charming shores and islands till an hour and a half before sunset when we came in view of a rapid ahead and the wreck of a boat lost in passing it the rais put to shore and after taking on board a native of the country to show him the passage through the rocks and shallows attempted to pass immediately the effort was unsuccessful after remaining in the foaming passage for three-quarters of an hour we found that the wind was not strong enough to force the boat through the current and as the sun was about setting and the wind falling the rais was obliged to let the boat drift back to the shore from whence we had departed eighteenth of safa at about two hours after sunrise the rais thought the wind sufficiently favourable and strong to carry the boat through the rapid we quitted the shore and again faced the current the rais this time was not mistaken our boat forced her way slowly but victoriously through the torrent and in about three-quarters of an hour carried us safely into smooth water where we could draw every advantage from a fine wind which swept us rapidly up the river between shores fertile and cultivated by the inhabitants of a continued succession of villages shaded by palm trees about an hour after we had passed the rapid we stopped to receive on board three of our company who had left the boat yesterday in search of fresh provisions on the western bank of the river. They reported that they had seen a large pond of fresh water inland, and had found the country for seven miles from the river crowded with villages and as fertile as possible. They represented that this country was watered by two ranges of water-wheels, one range on the bank of the river which threw the water of the nile into small canals leading to reservoirs inland from whence the other range took it up and distributed it to this fine territory 
about noon we passed on the east bank two very high large and isolated rocks of irregular and picturesque forms on the side of the southernmost were the remains of a considerable fortified town the country hereabouts is very beautiful about three o'clock we passed another rapid which was not however very difficult found the river beyond this place much narrowed and impeded by rocks passed two more rapids the first of little consequence but the latter somewhat dangerous in this last rapid saw two boys sitting on a raft made of cornstalks lashed together and driving down the current they appeared to be much at their ease and not at all alarmed at the rapid though the current frequently whirled their fragile raft round and round as it rushed past us soon after passing this rapid the sun set and we put to shore to pass the night nineteenth of safa about two hours after sunrise we left the shore with a fair and fresh breeze the river here is broad and the country on both banks fertile and peopled after about an hour's sail we came up with some beautiful islands one of them very large and among the finest we had seen the islands above the second cataract are probably the most beautiful spots watered by the nile which rarely overflows them they are the most populous and best cultivated parts of this country half an hour after we came up with the large island the wind became squally and the boat could not make safe progress our rais therefore put to shore as did those of five other boats in company with ours we remained here for the rest of the day twentieth of safa in the morning left the land with the wind almost ahead after sailing about three miles the rice found it necessary to put to shore as the wind was strong and too much ahead stayed by the land till nearly noon when the wind appearing to me and others on board more favourable we after some hard words with the rais persuaded him to get under way the wind being about the same as in the morning and very strong in about an hour we arrived at a bend in the river which enabled us to bring the wind aft we proceeded with great rapidity threading the rocks and shoals with which the river here abounds till we came in view of a rapid ahead we had been informed two days ago that there was a dangerous rapid between us and dongola and we congratulated ourselves that the wind was fair and strong to push us through it we passed it happily though not without peril we felicitated ourselves on having cleared the only obstacle as we supposed between us and the place of our destination when we came in view of another of a more formidable appearance than any we had yet seen the passage lay where the river rolled furiously over rocks under water and between shores there was no approaching on account of the shoals and rocks above and under water which lined them the strong wind forced our boat alongside of another that was struggling and reeling in the passage to the imminent danger of both to clear this boat our rise ventured to pass ours over a place where the foam and fury of the water indicated latent rocks we hardly dared to breathe but we did not strike here but half a minute after we were fast upon a sandbank we stayed in this condition for about a quarter of an hour having in view close by us the wreck of a boat lost here with considerable difficulty our boat was disengaged when we put her before the wind and again faced this truly infernal pass by the force of the current the boat neared a large and furious whirlpool formed by an eddy on the side of the passage 
the steersman endeavoured in vain to counteract this drift of the boat by the aid of the rudder the side of the boat approached to within a yard of the white foam which covered this dreadful spot our rais tore his turban from his head and lifted his clasped hands to heaven exclaiming we are lost the rest of the boatmen were screaming to god and the prophet for aid when i know not how but by the good providence that watched over us the boat cleared this peril and others that beset us in passing yet two more rapids almost as dangerous on passing the last we found the river divided lengthways by a ridge of rocks and low islands covered with verdure on the right or west side of this ridge where we were the view ahead presented our side of the river crowded with rocks which we could not pass the singular ridge already mentioned presented however some gaps which afforded passages into that part of the river that was on the other side of this ridge we passed through what appeared to us the safest of these gaps and soon after found ourselves in smooth but shallow water the river hereabouts being not less than five or six miles broad and spotted with rocks and little green islands and ridges soon after a boat ahead grounded and stuck fast for some time about five minutes after our boat received a violent shock from a rock under water the rais put the boat under her foresail only in order that in case she struck it might be with as little force as possible shortly after it being about an hour before sunset the rais put to shore to inquire of the people of the country as to the condition of the river ahead the country we saw this day on both sides of the river is a level plain only one hill was visible the shores and many of the islands we passed to-day were such as we should have contemplated with greater pleasure if we could have employed our eyes and thoughts upon anything beside the perils by which we were environed they are fertile verdant and in many places truly picturesque we put to shore this day as said before about an hour before sunset when we disembarked we found ourselves upon a large and beautiful island almost covered with trees of various kinds the view from this island ranges over an immense green plain bounded only by the horizon and presents a great river winding in several branches through islands and shores composed of as fine a soil as any in the world and covered with trees among which the date tree bore a small proportion dongola we were told was but a few hours distant from this place twenty-first of safa at sunrise quitted the land and proceeded up the river which we found very wide and shallow its middle was occupied by an almost continual range of islands in my opinion without superior in any river whatever footnote sixteen the middle of the upper nile is generally occupied by an almost continued range of islands End of footnote. the country bounding the river is a beautiful plain as far as the eye can reach as fertile as land can be and covered with a great variety of trees plants and fields of corn we sailed on with a fair wind till within half an hour of sunset without coming in sight of dongola this after the information we had received yesterday somewhat disappointed us but we consoled ourselves by observing the islands and shores we were passing comparable to which in point of luxuriant fertility egypt itself cannot show the whole country is absolutely overwhelmed with the products of the very rich soil of which it consists twenty second of safa 
quitted the land at an early hour and proceeded up the river in hourly expectation of coming in view of dongola which we had been given to understand was a considerable town after sailing with a good wind till the middle of the afternoon without seeing anything but a very fertile country resembling that we passed yesterday the people on shore on our landing and demanding whereabouts dongola was informed us that we were in dongola meaning the country so called on our asking where was the city or town of dongola they pointed to a large village in the distance on the west bank of the river and told us that village was called new dongola and that old dongola was farther up the river they informed us that the pasha had left a guard of twenty-four soldiers here and had proceeded with the army three days march farther up the river where we should find him we determined to proceed to his encampment we saw to-day for the first time a small sailboat constructed by the people of the country it was very clumsy resembling a log canoe the river in some places which we passed to-day appeared to be about three miles from bank to bank but shallow the islands and shores presenting the same spectacle of luxuriant vegetation that we saw yesterday we bought a lamb of three weeks old this evening whose mother was as tall as a calf of two months old this species of sheep is hairy and has no wool the kidneys of this lamb were large enough to cover the palm of my hand though the animal was undoubtedly undiseased twenty-third of safa got under way shortly after sunrise and proceeded up the river with a fine wind which lasted during the day and carried us probably thirty miles on our way the country through which we passed to-day is not so good as that we saw yesterday the desert comes down to the banks of the river in several places we saw many villages but for the last two days have observed none of those castles so frequent in the lower country about an hour and a half after we quitted the land passed a fortified town on the west bank of the river which appeared to be mostly in ruins on our landing at night we endeavoured to purchase some provisions but the people of the country could only spare us some milk and vegetables for which they would not take money but demanded flour on our consenting to this proposition they brought us an abundance of the articles above mentioned they informed us that there was a town called dongola containing about three hundred houses at the distance of two days sail from this place and that the pasha was encamped three days march in advance of dongola twenty fourth of safa left the shore this morning shortly after sunrise and proceeded on our voyage the country we passed through this day was on the west bank of the river fine but on the east bank the desert was visible at a little distance from the river almost all the day passed two considerable fortified towns situated on the left bank of the river they were almost in ruins an hour before sunset we put to shore on the west bank where we found a fertile and cultivated country the people who occupied it said that they had settled here a year ago the island they had occupied before having been overflowed by the river and their plantations destroyed twenty-fifth of safa this day made but little progress there having been a calm for more than half the day what country we saw resembled that past yesterday twenty-sixth of safa remained fast by the shore for the whole of this day the wind being ahead 
the country on the west bank of the river where we stopped is fine but deserted by the inhabitants some of the boat's company who went up the country in search of provisions reported that they had seen the ruins of a temple containing fragments of columns of black granite i determined in case the wind on the morrow should continue unfavourable to visit this place they also had met a party of fifteen armed men who informed them that they belonged to this country but had been compelled to quit it and fly by the brigands of shagea who had infested and ravaged the country but had returned on hearing that the pasha ismael had defeated and expelled these robbers and had invited every fugitive peasant to return home giving them assurance of future safety and protection we were alarmed this evening by the report of several musket shot which appeared to come from the other side of the river where we had been told still lurked some of the brigands prepared our arms to be ready in case of attack but passed the night unmolested twenty-seventh of safa early in the morning quitted the shore with a fair wind and proceeded on our voyage dongola being we were told but a half day's distance from us the appearance of the country still the same twenty-eighth of safa made but little way to-day the wind being light about the middle of the afternoon put to shore on the east bank of the river as there appeared to be no villages in sight on the other shore and we were in want of provisions the country we saw to-day is very good and covered with trees but sparely inhabited the country where we landed was however tolerably well cultivated by the inhabitants of several villages hereabouts the soil where it was not cultivated was completely covered with trees generally of no great height and with bushes and long rank grass the habitations of many of the inhabitants could with difficulty be found they are frequently nothing but a rough arbour formed in the thickets we had continual reason to be surprised that a country naturally so rich should be so thinly populated and so carelessly cultivated the people however appeared to be content with raising enough for their subsistence and to desire nothing beyond this our money they did not value they would give us nothing for money but the flower of egypt readily obtained what they could spare twenty-ninth of safa at sunrise left the land with a fair and strong wind and proceeded up the river with rapidity in about two hours passed what appeared to be the ruins of a large fortified city situated on a commanding eminence on the east bank of the river shortly after put to shore on the west bank of the river the wind having increased to a gale and the east side towards the city just mentioned being inaccessible on account of the shoals that lined it the violence of the wind forced the boat aground upon a shallow at the entrance of a canal here the only one i had seen for a month after toiling for an hour the boatman at length succeeded in getting the boat waterborne about an hour after noon the wind abated and the boat proceeded on her way under her foresail only we went at a great rate till an hour before sunset when we put to shore on the east bank of the river the people informed us that we had passed dongola and from their description of that place we were convinced that the city we had seen this morning upon the eminence on the east bank of the river must have been the place we were bound to the people said that all the boats that preceded us had followed the march of the army of the pasha who was encamped they reported at two days distance from this place we therefore determined to proceed to join him and not to return to dongola 
where it was probable we should only receive directions to proceed to the pasha the country we saw to-day was not so uniformly fertile as that we have passed for several days past sand was in some places visible first of rebi made great way to-day the wind being very strong till sunset we landed at evening on a large and fertile island which was well cultivated i observed here at a considerable distance from the place where we landed a large and lofty column situated as i then supposed on the mainland on the eastern bank of the river footnote seventeen i learned afterwards from khalil aga the american who accompanied me to sennar and back again to egypt and who visited this spot that this column made a part of the ruins of an ancient temple where are to be seen two colossal statues i set out the next day with him to visit this place but being then only convalescent from a bloody flux which had reduced my strength, I found myself too weak to reach the place and returned to the boat. End of footnote. The country we passed today, for about ten miles on the eastern bank of the river, is mostly covered by sand. That on the western bank is beautiful. During the whole of the afternoon, however, the country we passed on both banks can be surpassed by none in the world for fertility. The appearance of numerous water-wheels and large plantations of dura and cotton showed us that this fine territory was improved by a considerable population. The face of the country continues still the same, an immense and fertile plain, bounded by the horizon and intersected by the windings of the River Nile. We have seen no considerable eminence for many days, except that on which stands the old city of Dongola, which we passed yesterday it is a fine military position second of rebi the wind to-day was right ahead owing to the curious fact that the river here makes an eccentric bend to the left toward the northeast and presents itself as coming from that quarter instead of from the south or southwest as usual hitherto footnote eighteen the river continues in the same general direction as high up as the island of Mograt on the third cataract, when it resumes a course more south and north. The length of this bend is probably not less than 250 miles. End of footnote. The Rais attempted to advance by cordelling the boat, but the force of the wind and current prevented the boatmen from gaining more than two or three miles along the coast of the island where we landed yesterday. We were, therefore, obliged to pass a great part of this day and all night by the shore. The island is about twenty miles long and very beautiful. It is called, as I have been repeatedly informed, Argo. Third of Rebi We were obliged still to continue fast by the shore till noon, when the wind abating, the boat advanced about two miles by the help of the cordel, so far as to arrive at a small bend in the river which brought the wind a little in our favour, so as to pass by its aid to the other side, in the hope, if the wind continued on the same on the morrow, to profit by it and proceed. We arrived a little before sunset, and remained there for the night. We saw this day, while the boat was warping slowly along the left bank of the river, the ruins of a considerable fortified town, built of stone and encompassed by large cemeteries some large columns of a beautiful stone white intermixed with red are to be seen among the ruins one of the cemeteries is evidently ancient 
as the tombs are covered with hieroglyphics intermixed with inscriptions in one of the tombs one of our party found the remains of a mummy fourth of rebbe made but little progress to-day on account of the irregularity in the river already mentioned which makes its course hereabouts almost the direct contrary to its natural direction and brings in consequence the prevalent winds ahead passed some small but fine islands and saw for the first time for several days stone mountains in the distance the shores of the river hereabouts are fertile but thinly inhabited saw several large villages in ruins fifth of rebbe the wind and the untoward direction of the river obliged us again to employ the cordel to forward the boat a few miles more on her way by the middle of the afternoon we had arrived at a place on the left bank of the river that had been a few days ago the scene of a battle between the pasha and the brigands of shagaya footnote nineteen a place on the left bank that is the bank on our left hand ascending the river End of footnote. we found there a strong and well-built castle at the farther extremity of a high and long mountain running nearly at right angles with the river and which approached to within a few hundred yards of its bank thus furnishing a fine position to the enemy the castle was taken by the aid of the pasha's artillery and his cavalry rode through and dispersed all who fought outside of it footnote twenty a more particular account of this battle will be given hereafter in the course of the narrative End of footnote. this castle was astonishingly well arranged in its interior and was thereby rendered very comfortable quarters for a considerable garrison the country in the vicinity contains many villages and was covered with plantations of durra beans and fields of cotton these villages had been ransacked and in part destroyed by the victorious troops as the inhabitants, instead of coming in to the Pasha, as did the people of the lower countries, had taken up arms and sided with the brigands who lorded it over the country. We learned, however, that they did this much against their will, being compelled thereto by their marauding masters. I was informed to-day that some English travellers were in one of the boats ahead. I determined, in case the wind should continue unfavourable to-morrow, to walk up the river and pay them a visit sixth of rebbe set out very early in the morning it being dead calm and the boat in consequence unable to proceed except by the cordel to see the strangers and to be informed of their accommodations as i feared that they too were obliged to participate in the privations to which we were all exposed after about two hours walk at length came up with the boat on board of which these gentlemen were they informed me that they had set out from cairo a few days after we had quitted bulak they were suffering privations as were all in the boats and i regretted that my being in similar circumstances put it out of my power to ameliorate their situation as however we had now learned to a certainty that the camp of the pasha was not far distant it was in my power to assure them that they would be better off in a day or two footnote twenty one these gentlemen were Monsieur Waddington and Hanbury, who, after staying a short time in our camp, returned to Egypt. Mr. Waddington, on his return to England, published an account of his travels on the Upper Nile, in which, having been misled by the tongue of some mischievous enemy of mine, he gave an account of me not a little fabulous. 
on my arrival in london i wrote to mr waddington what he was pleased to call a manly and temperate letter informing him of his error representing to him the serious injury it might do me and calling upon him for a justification or an apology mr waddington in the manner best becoming an english gentleman frankly gave me both concluding with the following expressions i feel the most sincere and profound sorrow for the unintentional injustice into which i have been betrayed by too hasty a belief of false information for this i am as anxious to make you reparation as i am incapable of doing any person a wilful injury i will therefore cause the note in question to be erased in the following editions of my book and in the remaining copies of the present i will instantly insert a new page or sheet if necessary or should that be impossible i will immediately destroy the whole impression it was impossible for me after this to retain any of the angry feelings excited by this affair excepting towards the false tongue that occasioned it on which i cordially imprecate a plentiful portion of the sharp arrows of the mighty and coals of juniper End of footnote. all the way to their boat and on my return to ours i observed some hundreds of bodies of men and animals that had perished in the late engagement and during the pursuit and the stench which filled the air was almost intolerable the country covered with an abundance of grain almost matured was abandoned the water-wheels stood still and the cisterns were frequently infected by a bloody and putrefying carcass End of part two.